Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially independent. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and start to live the life they truly desire. Get ready to be uncomfortable. It's not easy to unpack our thoughts and behaviors, but we will learn so much about ourselves in the process. I'm super excited for you to join me on this journey. Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Well, it's December, and in theory, it's the best time of the year. But if you're anything like me, you might be a little stressed out and overwhelmed by everything you have to do, in particular, the shopping. The holidays always trigger my money anxieties. Our culture and these social expectations put so much pressure on us to have the perfect holiday experience. Am I right? I know I'm not alone. So many parents of young children want to make the holidays a memorable and joyful time for their kids, and there's this pressure to spend way beyond our means to make it happen. A company called WalletJoy puts out an annual holiday wallet woes report, and in 2019, 13% of parents said they would max out their credit cards to give their kids the best holiday ever. Um, wow. That blew my mind when I read it, that even 13% of people would actually be willing to do that. Um, As much as I'm not willing to go into significant credit card debt, I do feel this pull to give my kids an amazing holiday experience. When I was a kid, Christmas was this magical time. Our tradition was that we hosted Christmas Eve with lots of family and presents, From a little kid's perspective, there were piles and piles of presents under the tree, tons of food, and everyone was having a great time. Despite working every day, my mom somehow put it all together and made it feel seamless and easy. Now that I'm an adult with my own kids, I question this all the time. Was it really the way I thought that it was? Was everyone really as happy as I remembered and believed at the time that they were? Probably not. I'm sure in reality, my sister was probably in a fight with somebody. There were meatballs spilled all over the floor. Somebody had injured themselves. And I'm sure there was a good amount of screaming going on. Or was it just that I was a kid and kids kids don't have the same expectations as adults do? I have a four and a two-year-old this year. And they aren't comparing their holidays to other kids' holidays, that's for sure. I'm realizing that kids don't care if you have the best decorations or count the number of presents that they get. In fact, I could actually wrap up a kitchen sponge and my two-year-old would be excited. He would probably play with it for way longer than some expensive toy that I ordered off Amazon. It's only once we get old enough to compare ourselves with other people that making the perfect holiday becomes important. We compare what we have or don't have with, and our worth with other people. More importantly, our worth. We tell ourselves that if we don't have this, or we won't fit in with everybody else and we're not good enough. And for that matter, we assume that others have things that we don't. And our kids are just an extension of us. We try to give our kids these things so that they fit in and feel good enough because either we don't now or we never did when we were a kid. 
for me, it's completely subconscious. I don't even realize that I'm doing this. And it's also completely innocent. I do it with the best of intentions. I care so much and I want the best for my kids. But when our underlying beliefs and insecurities turn into behaviors that are unhealthy for ourselves physically and fiscally, then it then that's when it becomes a problem. We put pressure on ourselves, we spend more, and we end up with anxiety and guilt in January when the holiday hangover sets in. And I don't know about you guys, but I hate January. I've always found it the most depressing month of the year for me because all of the quote-unquote fun is now over. So I want to encourage us to do the holidays a little differently this year. Let's be more intentional about what they mean to us and the messages that we want to pass on to our kids. Because like I've mentioned before, we live in this culture that preys off of our insecurities and wants us to spend so we feel better. So I want to give you guys a heads up on some of the traps that we fall into as we head into the holiday spending season. And just some thoughts on how to think about them a little bit differently as we approach this crazy time of year. Um, purchase panic. This is the first topic that I that I want to mention. So typically panic buying refers to people buying more food at a time when they think that, that grocery stores will be closed for a few days or a few hours. So think like before a snowstorm, all the stores are packed. In this case, I'm referring to these kind of short-lived sales, you know, like today only, sweaters are 50% off, or get this now while supplies last, limited edition, you gotta stock up. There's this fear of missing out on a deal. There are attempts to create fear in the buyer's mind that there won't be enough, so we have to get it now. Um, There's also this fear that, you know, we save money today because the sale won't last. But the truth is, there's always a sale, especially this time of year. So you might miss out on Black Friday sale, but there's a Super Saturday sale or a Cyber Monday sale or Cyber Week, blah, blah, blah. You get my point. Try not to get sucked into these marketing ploys. Um, there's this the sense of urgency, this get it before it's gone and one day only sales just plays to emotional shoppers. So that brings me to my next tip, which is have a plan. I break this up into two segments. The first is picture the holiday that you want and keep that at the front of your mind. This will help you focus on what's important to you as you go through the season. Make a list of what you need to cope with stress and make the season less draining. So that could be anything. Um, For me, it's yoga. It's time alone to recharge. It's sleep. Um, making sure I take a shower every day, things like that, that just help me to calm down. Ask yourself, how do I want to feel during the holidays? What types of experiences do I want to create? What conscious actions will allow me to be joyful and reduce my stress and not add to my anxiety, especially around money? So just be conscious of that. Secondly, um, regarding having a plan, I encourage you to make a list for those you have to shop for and specifically write out what you're going to get them. I know that if I go into a store completely clueless, I'm going to spend more than I ever intended to just to get to get something and to check it off my list. And I, and I encourage you to think about who 
you're actually shopping for also. We screw ourselves over when we try to buy gifts for everybody. Um, the, your yoga instructor, the Starbucks barista, if you want to give them something, bake them cookies, um, make a donation to a charity that they care about. You don't need to add them to your list of necessary people to shop for. Um, another thought I have is don't indulge on presents for yourself. So I typically handle stress and overwhelm by treating myself. That could be eating M&Ms, having a glass or two of wine, or buying myself something. And since I'm already out shopping for others, buying myself something seems like the closest and easiest thing, right? This is the definition of impulse buying. You think it's going to calm you down, but in reality, it just makes you feel more anxious. It's this vicious cycle because excessive holiday spending and spending in general puts us deeper into debt, which then increases these fears and anxiety, guilt, and shame. We may also be, stre- be stress spending around the holidays because of the, the well-known concept of retail therapy. We're overwhelmed, so we buy things to make ourselves feel better. It's like a socially acceptable way to cope with stress. But it's often motivated by negative feelings and leads right back into those feelings of guilt, shame, and anxiety. It's important to be aware of why you're spending. If you know how your brain responds to shopping, it can help you make sense of the highs and the lows of impulse buying. There's better ways to take care of yourself when you're stressed. If you're thinking about buying something to make yourself feel better, try to ask yourself, can this money be used towards some real self-care? Honestly, maybe instead of another sweater, you go for a run. Go, to, go do some yoga, make a donation to charity. I know those things would pe- put me in a completely different state of mind. And also just have the awareness, be aware of good marketing. So stores know that you're, go- that you're likely going to be stressed while you're out shopping and may encourage you to treat yourself. They market to the stressed out shopper who's vulnerable around messaging. There are lots of messages out there that encourage purchases as a way to improve your life. Um, this can appeal to a lot of people that feel stressed out, um, who are looking to make a change or fix something that they don't like about themselves or something that they don't like that's going on in their life right now. So just be aware. And the final, um, thought that I had is get a shopping buddy, get a friend to review your online cart. So shopping online is definitely easier than shopping in the store. And especially now in COVID times, shopping online is certainly safer, Uh, But it can also be riskier since we don't really feel the weight of a transaction the way we do when handling cash. If we were at a store and we're handing over over, um, literal dollar bills. So um, here's where I encourage you to get a friend, a spouse, um, anybody to review whatever you've added to your online cart. They can tell you, give you a third party, hopefully neutral idea of Um, if what you're buying or what you're planning to buy makes sense or if it's just a last minute emotional purchase because you had a really rough day at work and you're angry because your kids won't eat their dinner, right? Plus having a friend there will give you an outlet and a way to deal with those big emotions in a much more healthier, wallet-friendly way. So that's it. I hope these tips are helpful and give you some food for thought as we head into a busy holiday season. 
If you're interested in hearing more and engaging with others on this topic, you can also follow my Facebook page at Money Isn't Scary, where we build a community of like-minded women willing to recognize that they have a right and responsibility to fight for their own financial security. And if you like this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe or give me a review. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. You can find more information and connect with a community of like-minded women looking to explore their money stories on the Money Isn't Scary Facebook page. And if you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. Thanks for listening.